Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Oh, what a day. Beautiful day, by the way, outside, Mike. I mean, we've been waiting on this weather, bro. It's beautiful outside. 82 degrees today. I sat on my little temperature gauge in a car with the top down. Yeah. And again, no, it wasn't moving. Now, of course, I was about the Grady Curve, so I could get some rays. You know? <laughs> but yeah, man, absolutely perfect day. This is why you live in Atlanta. Although, <laughs> the pollen has already started where I live. Yeah. Everything's going to turn green if you're new to the city. Right. And if you know, you know. But yeah, it's just, it's just what it is. It's part of the process. And then you'll be blowing everything off and rinsing everything off and Trying to keep your car clean. And then we get past that, and Mike, and then it gets really nice. All right. You're right. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Appreciate all the input on this Alabama basketball story um, because it's bigger than just basketball. We've got, you know, a kid that plays on the Alabama basketball team, but, again, delivering the gun in a fatal shooting, mm-hmm. it just makes you think what's going on. And uh, it's unfortunate. It, it is. But, like I said, Mike and I, we didn't, we didn't do this. We're just talking about it because we believe that it needs to be discussed. It, I'm not telling you it's been brushed under the rug, but I agree, Mike. Like, out of Alabama, you would think this would be a bigger story, but I think everybody right, right. now is projecting this team, and rightfully so, to be one of the four teams standing in the Final Four and having a chance to win a national championship. Flyover state bias, perhaps? I don't know if this happened in Los Angeles or New York. I don't know, you know, if St. John's was good and this was a player on St. John's, it mm. might be a bigger story. But either way, like a 23-year-old woman is gone. You know, a mother of a child is dead. You know, over something that didn't have to happen because nobody in the chain of these two, a group of friends, because, again, these guys are feeling no pain at 145 in the morning, but someone's got to be saying, look, man, we got we got to de-escalate this. And I get that. I don't know that culture because I didn't grow up. I mean, I know the culture exists, and I know that you got to have your boys back, and you got to be there for them. But this was something that his friend created and he contributed to. That's why that was the point of it. And then the coach, of course, for Alabama sticks his head in the sand as if there's nothing to see here, which is despicable. Ah, wrong place, wrong time. Right. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Hey, we hope you are having a great day. Uh, Landry Fields, the general manager for our Atlanta Hawks, came on with Andy and Randy, spoke today about a variety of things. Now, he had a press conference earlier, uh, around 11 a day, I guess it was, uh, to answer questions from the media, but he came on 92.9 The Game exclusively 
to, to answer some of the things that we were, were curious about. And we're going to let you hear that coming up here in 20 minutes. Also, Connor Riley's on the way at 4 o'clock to talk some college football guys. We're getting ready for the Combine, and we're going to talk to him about some of the dogs that will be there starting next week. And then Bruce Feldman's going to join us from The Athletic. Uh, and speaking of, of dogs, he did an incredible piece on Jalen Carter um, that we're going to talk about. And, and, you know, Mike, remember? Of course you do, but mm. – when the buzz was out about Jay, who who was it? Was it McShay who said that stuff about Carter? Yeah, and that's why you know Jalen Carter and I went. That's another thing. Just so you don't think I just go off on idiot DAs in Tuscaloosa. I was livid that Todd McShay put something out there completely. Now we know he's dialed in with a lot of campuses. So what was Jalen Carter mean to a, a GA? I don't know, but he made Jalen Carter sound like he's got, well, he's got personally, he's got off the field. No, I don't know about anything about personal contact. Everyone says he's yeah. a badass, he practices hard, he plays hard. Yeah, like most defensive linemen, he may take a playoff here and there, but he also picks guys up and makes them victory trophies in the SEC championship. This guy's a one-man gang. Yep, yeah. We're going to talk to uh, Bruce coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Looking forward to that. Turtle behind the glass, our engineer, Bo Morgan, is executive producing. Let's get to an NFL blitz. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the NFL from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. No, say it ain't so. I don't want you to franchise tag Deron Payne, but they would be idiots if they didn't. 2018 first-round draft pick from Alabama. Mike, he is a baller. You want to improve our D-line? Let's go find a way to sign this guy. We're going to have some money. And by the way, Mm. I know right now the cap number looks like 56, 58, whatever. Marcus Mariota's not going to be here. That number's going to go up to about $70 million. We're going to have plenty of money. The Bears will have more money than us, but we will have plenty of money to do things with. And, Mike, one of the things we had talked about doing is, can we go get Deron Payne? Yeah, that was one that Squid, I give Squid credit. He had this one kind of nailed before, like, Thanksgiving. That would be a guy that would look great in our Falcons uniform. So, can we have him? Well, no. you, you might have to. <laughs> well, listen, franchise tag only means, again, Longer negotiating period. Now, there's the exclusive franchise tag, which means only the Washington football, the commanders can talk to them. There are different degrees of the tag where you can actually still go out and shop your services. But in this case, just like what you're going to see the Ravens do with Lamar, there's going to be exclusive negotiating with the team. But if you don't come to a deal and you know you're not going to come to a deal, you then have the option to do what? Trade them, Mike. And so now you're talking about potentially, what are you giving up, Bo? What are you giving up, Turtle? We're giving up two, two picks to get Jerron Payne? I mean... All these things that we talk about, we don't want to give up draft capital, but if a guy, you put him alongside Grady Jarrett, our D-line is completely different. I'd give you eight for him right now. The eighth overall pick. Yeah, because that's what I want with the eighth overall pick is to to fix this interior of either the defensive or the offensive line. So I'll give you eight right now because I know this guy can play. Yeah. Mm. Proven versus unproven. Right. And that's and that's the, the thing was that with the free agents – we have had, and a lot of guys have hit us up and said, well, Falcons have had a really bad free agent history. It's a new set of eyes, guys. Yes, and you could argue we've made some really bad free agent hires. Alex Mack is on one of the spectrum, one of the greatest free agent hires in the franchise history. Well, Mike, they listened to us. <laughs> we did. By the way, we're the first guys on that. You can go back and listen, October 15th. Um, but they also did got, uh, went and got Ray Edwards. And that was a mess. Uh, Arthur Early in his ownership uh, put the full court press on a, a peerless price. It was past his prime. So we've had some 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 real stinkers out there. Uh, Squid, who was the former linebacker from the Ravens we brought in that played special teams? We've had a bunch of dudes that just kind of did not live up to the money. So we'll see where this one goes. But there is a lot of money to be spent, and we have a lot of needs, and there's a lot of guys, if not Deron Payne, that fit the bill, certainly for DT. Blitz is brought to you by our friends at Priority. Ed Hartwell, sorry, Ed Hartwell was the guy we signed. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. It took me a minute to think about it. Sorry about just these things float around in my noggin like a, you know, like a boulder base. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Meanwhile, the 49ers looked like they were going to be in a good, good, good place. Well, what if I told you Brock Purdy's surgery has been delayed? Guys, it is, it's March. You start talking about a Tommy John-like surgery, which, again, we are not necessarily clear about this elbow surgery. It was supposed to happen today or uh, yesterday or whatever as planned. It's been pushed back. If I'm telling you he needs six months, Mike, that means he's not available at the start of the season. That means he's not at OTAs. He's not at training camp. And I know Brock Purdy's a nice story. But that's important for a guy now who apparently is going to be your quarterback. So I don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback situation with the 49ers, but Purdy may not be there. Well, I mean, you went and made all, all, all those moves to get a rookie quarterback that never had, what, had two, less than 200 throws, and you don't really trust him, and he's been unhealthy. Garoppolo is gone, and I don't know what the market for Garoppolo is going to be. I mean, do you think it's so soft he could come back and they could get him for pennies on the dollar for like a $22 mm. million dollar deal? Why go back, though, Mike? And not wanted? Yeah. yeah just, you're going to be the backup. Don't I go. mean, look, let's be honest. Garoppolo's never going to win a Super Bowl anywhere, but he might be an upgrade at somebody's team. Not here, certainly. But... The 49ers, the Trey Lance thing made no sense then. It still makes less sense now. And now you've got to go find a, a durable backup, like an, Andy, like an Andy Dalton type, right? Yes. Because Carr is going to be too expensive for that job. Let's talk about Carr. Uh, Diana Rossini uh, was talking about the Jets being all in on Derek Carr. Derek Carr is certainly in the driver's seat here in the situation. You just mentioned some of the teams that are interested in him. And in terms of that visit with the New York Jets, I heard it went really well from both sides. And in terms of what New York was trying to sell him, because let's face it, that's what they're doing at this point. They were pretty clear with him. They, they told him he's a great quarterback. They believe that he's got a legit surrounding cast of players. They went through the top D, the strong young skill guys, the explosive run game. They ran through top to bottom of why Derek Clark can step in here and take this team not just to the playoffs, but to the Super Bowl. And they made it really personal, too. They said, we believe if you come to New York and win, you could be a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? So they went full in on Derek Carr. going to let you know they really <laughs> they want him watch. to play for the New York Jets. Well, one thing for certain, if you can put together four or five seasons, the media will get you over the top for the uh, Pro Bowl and then certainly the Hall of Fame down the road. So there is some validity to that. See, Derek Carr, to me, is he's kind of a lot like Matt Ryan. Before the MVP season. Okay. Solid, but maybe not spectacular enough for some fans. I do think the Jets is probably the best place for him. The other best place, but again, I think they're going to get it in the draft, is Carolina. Right. Um, but he's, There's no way. The, I can't imagine Tepper ever wants another retread. He's got to get it off the tree, no, right? No. I, I, and that's why I say this is yeah. probably the best place for him to go. Meanwhile, Mike, um, the XFL <laughs> is back. <laughs> The ratings, yeah! the ratings were significantly lower than uh, the, you know, the last time we saw the XFL. What? Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, I, I'm wondering, are you going to find time to watch the XFL? No. Okay. Uh, this weekend, viewership dropped. I didn't even know it was on. Fifty percent from the same window in 2020 when everybody was at home. Yeah. 
Now, I know that the other league is going to actually, USFL is going to put those teams in their own cities. They're not going to be all in Birmingham this year. That's good. Which, you know, again, I was a big fan of the old. The XFL. I love the old USFL. The the only reason the USFL was the only spring football league that ever was worth a damn is because they outspent on the star rookies out of college when outbid the NFL for the Jim Kellys and the Reggie Whites and everybody else, Steve Youngs, et cetera. But these are just guys that didn't get on in the NFL. What'd you say? Bums. Bums. And look, I, I was nostalgic for the USFL last year. I was excited to see where it would go. And it, 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 I got to be honest, put it all in one stadium in Birmingham did not really rock my world. Wait a minute, Mike. Hold on. Vic Beasley is playing in the XFL. See, that's, that's the perfect reason to not watch. <laughs> this is where it's at. Guys who had their shot and you blew it. Yeah. And then you got the other guys that may have had drug issues or something. They fell out of the draft, and they get their second chance. And go, we all love a turnaround story, but guys, these are bums. These are practice squad and special teams players. That's all they are. So why would I watch? When I can watch, I'd rather watch spring training baseball with pitchers jogging around, wow. the, jogging around the warning track. Oh, over, over the XFL and these yes. exciting new rules. Yes, I'd rather watch LPGA, my friend. What the XFL? <laughs> wow. I said it. I uh, I don't know how much I'm going to watch. Listen, there is room on the sports landscape for football in the spring. To Mike's point, you got to do it right. I don't know if they're doing it right, but we'll see. Uh, meanwhile, in other NFL news, Michael Irvin's lawsuit, Mike, uh, his lawyer's upset with Marriott. They refuse to provide the surveillance footage. Why? Yeah, Why? Because maybe Michael Irvin didn't do anything wrong. And maybe, just maybe, the alleged victim isn't a victim at all. Or somebody who perhaps misunderstood. Let's be honest. Michael is a bigger, larger-than-life personality. He is. And if he said, hey, girl, how you doing? And, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what kind. In this day and age, believe me, I know, like, we, we're paying for the sins of generations of meatheads. And, again, I used to be a sexist pig. I've tried to be better, Carl. I think we've all learned our lesson. You're better. But there's also a situation like Michael Irvin's where he may have done nothing wrong. And it just becomes a lot of rhetoric, and people immediately jump to a conclusion because Michael has had brushes in situations before. But I want to see the tape. I do, too. Because he's going to sue the hotel company's pants off and win big if there's nothing on that tape. The attorney says, I'm mad as hell. They are hiding this stuff that is so relevant to my client's livelihood. And that's the other thing, Mike. He doesn't get back on, right? These, these networks, whether it's NFL Network or ESPN, whoever wants to bring him back, he doesn't get back on until this gets cleared up. So he's trying to move as fast as possible, and apparently uh, Marriott is refusing to provide the surveillance footage. Uh, that, that would make me upset, too. Mm. All right, guys, it's Dukes and Bell, NFL Blitz, brought to you by Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. One other story I do want to mention, I don't know how you feel about Tua Tungabailoa, but I did see this, and I'm like, he's trying. Right. Mike, he turns to judo to avoid head injuries. He's going to take judo have you did you ever take any karate classes anything growing up my dad did i don't know if my dad did, did you, the marines do judo the old man did it i don't know if the marines if they still Some do form it. of yeah yeah and yeah. I, I they everybody when i was a kid everybody got karate lessons everybody's in the neighborhood that was the thing and yeah. cops and firemen's kids we all did it so i i mean i never got any kind of colored belt other than the go home belt because <laughs> you're not paying attention so but if this can help him as far as what how you hit the ground because yeah. everything is about moving and, and and falling with style and not injuring yourself i suppose right yeah using leverage the, the concussions that he sustained, again, it hasn't been the hits. It's his head hitting, the back of his head hitting the ground as I'm moving my head backwards. 
So he wants to learn how to maybe fall with learning judo, Mike, and, and some of the practices of this. Now, listen, we're not martial arts experts here. I love Bruce Lee right. and all the martial arts stuff. Be like water. But I don't know if this is going to get him in a real game situation where this judo training will play a role and he doesn't hit the back of his head and then be concussed again. So we'll see. But it's something that he's talking about, and, and I think you know something that he's going to try to do. Tua is indeed working um, and trying to get this to, to, mm. to help him out with I mean, judo I, training. We all want to see this guy make it work, but i got to be honest, you and I have talked about it. If you're a Dolphins fan, your heart's in your throat every time he takes a hit. Mm. And if you're the ownership, how do you proceed knowing that you're one hit away from completely – you could have – with Tua Tungabailoa, you might have gone all the way to the Super Bowl. They paid the Buffalo Bills beating that game. I still believe it. Coming up, Landry Fields, general manager for our Atlanta Hawks. He stopped by 92.9 The Game today. Andy and Randy, you'll hear what he had to say about the firing of Nate McMillan and more next. Coming up, yeah, man, no, man. Uh, I think you guys might dig this. Netflix is announcing quarterback. Their newest docuseries that followed followed Patrick Mahomes, uh-huh. Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. No kidding. Uh, so we'll get some inside scoop on what the heck was going on here at the end. So the, this docuseries is the first project for Netflix and NFL films. Huh. Uh, Omaha Productions, which is Peyton Manning's production company, they're also involved. Mm. But the quarterbacks, Mike, were mic'd up for every game. Okay. So they're going to release this. Don't know when this is coming out. But if you, yeah, you want to find out a little bit more about what was going on with Marcus Mariota, we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully they, they allow everything. Now, I can't wait to hear Did When he does go on the ground sideways and throw the football like a grenade, does Marcus yell, fire in the hole! <laughs> What a terrible throw that was. Again, you and I have been in some amazing sporting <laughs> events together. We've seen everything from Final Fours and Super Bowls. But this was one where when, when that thing happened where Marcus threw the hand grenade toss, we looked at each other. Car- Carolina fans around us turned and looked at us and said, what the hell? Nobody could imagine what that was. Al Michaels, when I count home, I watched it on Amazon. And he's laughing. What the hell was that? I just remember screaming, don't throw that. <laughs> like, do it. Oh, don't take me back. Mm. All right, that's coming out just uh, for future reference. Let's get to Landry Fields because the news, guys, today is reacting to the firing of Nate McMillan. And our general manager for Atlanta Hawks came on Andy and Randy. The first thing they asked him was, why now? The decision to do it yesterday. Look, it's been something I'm monitoring over the past, uh, over some time here. It's just we need a new voice, Um, you know, and that's just, that's something that looking uh, and keeping a pulse on where we're at, you know, where we ultimately want to be this season and even beyond, I uh, felt like it was the right time to do that. But I think it's, it's very important to say that a new voice in that seat doesn't necessitate the fact that uh, everyone's got to take ownership in this thing. You know, like it, the, regardless of who is in that, you know, players got to make sure that they're, they're owning their own stuff as well, holding each other accountable and, um, you know, buying into to our objectives for the rest of this year. Andrew, was this like, like you said, you need a new voice and everything. How much did the last two performances that this team put out there, did that like, like okay, this is, the, this is it right here. We have to move on right now. I think that you never want to put too much stock into one or two games, but I, I do believe that that was definitely significant um, for us. I, you know, I looking at, our game against Charlotte and then how we came out um, in New York, right? Those were definitely factored in. I think there's 
there's a number of different ways to look at look at all stories in sports. There's a number of different ways to look at a 29 and 30 record. Uh, but I, I think fans, some fans, look at a season where you've seen the president of basketball operations not in that position anymore, a head coach not in that position anymore. How would you describe what this season has been for the Hawks? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been a year. Um, you know, we, we made the, the midseason change, uh, you know, from the front office. You know, that's something that puts, that puts a lot of a lot of burden on our coaches and our in our players um and even now with this like i understand like with who's left right now the, the position that i'm putting them in but in order for us to to level up and to get to where we need to go you know to become that championship caliber franchise like these are these are necessary decisions and they're hard but at the, at the same time um, we're making them so that we can continue to advance and, and transform. Obviously, you're, you're out there putting in, putting fillers, inquiries out about some guys that could be a possible head coach here. When you're when you're sitting down with these guys, what do you sell to them about the Atlanta Hawks organization trying to become their head coach? Well, look, I mean, it starts with with a shared vision. You know, where we ultimately want to go, making sure that we're aligned there on uh, on that, as well as the values, and we've we've placed a strong emphasis on development strong emphasis on character, specifically in the area of emotional intelligence and the ability to unify, connect one another, not just as a staff, but from coaches to players, players to coaches um, and, and the like. And so I look at our organization, I look at our city, I look at our fan base, the talent on this team, uh, you know, how things are progressing here and shaping up from a front office standpoint, like all these are really, really important, you know, down to our ownership too. Like I, we have a lot of good qualities that I think are very attractive and, uh, and I'm sure, and I know, you know, individuals will see those. How close are you to that? Do you think? Close to, to what? The, the, the shared vision of becoming the organization that you want to be. Oh, well, we, part of that and how I've always described it in simple forms is about being championship caliber. And that's, that has everything to do, not just that has everything to do with, with the goals of winning a championship, but also the process and the system in which we have in place our day in and day out approach um, to how we handle our work and how we connect with one another. And so to say we're close, um, you know, it's not, it's, it's an already, but not yet. We are doing things that are going to promote that, but we have a lot of work to do. Obviously, you don't want to rush a decision like this, you know, but I know there are pretty some guys out there that I don't know if you have interviewed them or are going to interview them soon, but is there like a timetable that you want to have this done by? Well, you know, since um, since making the change yesterday, we've already begun our process. You know, we want to move um, as quickly as possible. We don't have a, an exact time frame on it, but um, if something makes sense, you know, we'll pull the trigger right. sooner rather than later. Hawks general manager Landry Fields joining us here on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy, talking about the news of yesterday that Nate McMillan has has been fired as head coach and what happens next. In this process, Landry, uh, how much, if any, input will Trey Young have? Uh, with with that, you know, we we set what our organizational values are, and that's from players to coaches to staff. And so the input that he has is, is none. Like, we know what we want to set. We know who we want to be. And um, we want to make sure that we're all on the same page as it aligns with our organization. So 
he understands where we're at. He understands the moves that we make. And, of course, we're always going to be communicating, not just with him, but all of our players, you know, on next steps and how we're, we're thinking about things and what we want to build out. But it all starts with everyone getting on the same page and understanding, like, this is what it means to be a Hawk, and we're going to continue to build that way. What could possibly happen for Coach Prunty to maybe, you know, I mean, obviously he's been around all those different things. You know him and everything. For him to have one of those magical 20-game runs and you go into the playoffs and all those different things, is that a possibility where hell, you look at it like, well, hell, we might have to stick with this uh, with this gentleman? <laughs> uh, the, uh, the only thing I've spoken with Joe about, I mean, a lot of things, but specifically to that question is, he just needs to focus on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. Right now we've got a game here in a couple of days. Uh, we've got a lot of a lot of challenge coming with the dynamics of play as well as the teams that are going to be coming into our home building. So my communication with him is just take it one game at a time, focus on the task at hand. I'm empowering him to do whatever he needs to, to do to win ball games, and we'll support him and we'll chat through things along the way. Hey, Landry, I wanted to get back just to the um, like the everyone on the same page, shared vision, understood. But I think we also understand in organizations there there's a hierarchy, right? Like. Some people are some people's boss. Some people have more say than others do. Who has the final say on basketball decisions? I do. Boom. Simple as that. <laughs> Simple as that. Enough said. Enough said. Enough said. I don't know if you want me to elaborate on that. but No. 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 no, no, no I mean, I now, if it was more complicated than that, then I would love for you to elaborate on it. But if it isn't, then me? simple yeah. as that. Yeah. I like it. But, uh, yeah. But, like, uh, last one for you, Landon. We're going to hold you up and everything. I know you have a, a busy day and everything. But uh, going forward with this team and everything, what – bringing in the right guy ultimately is is the ultimate goal. What if he has some things that might not align with what you guys want to do, but you look at it from a point where, hey, we might need to implement this in what we're doing? Well, look, we're we're open. I I hold everything with an open hand. Um, It's part of being open. It's a part about leading with humility and understanding that, hey, there's things that, that come along that could change, and you always want to weigh those options in the context of, our, our team and our organization. So, look, we know which things are non-negotiables, and we have things that are definitely important to us. But at the end of the day, if there's something that they have that outweighs that, that might be different, we're open to that. Because at the end of the day, we want to have a great relationship, a great partnership with whoever this person is so that we can get aligned and make sure that we're doing everything necessary to complete all these objectives that we have. Final one from us here, Landry. Again, thanks for the time today. We appreciate it. Um, if, if you had one, what would the message be to the fan base after what happened yesterday and, and going into the final 23 games of the season? I, I, I would tell them to hold strong, to as best they can put faith in us, and uh, you know, we're going to get the right person here for the job. And presumably he will be aligned with their vision. Uh, it's Landry Fields earlier today with the midday show, and uh, I, you know, he definitely, uh, you know, he definitely kind of uses a lot of the phrases which are certainly, I guess, Carl, popular these days in in, in work environments to motivate people and can sort of convey the sense of everyone being on the same page. But you know, I, I was just told three or four weeks ago that there was an empowerment for the players and better communication apparently between players and the coaching staff, and that resulted in the coach getting got at the All Star break. Yeah. I- I get he's being um, very careful in his delivery. You know, I, I will say this, and they asked the question about who has the final say in these, these basketball decisions, and he said me. And I want to believe that. 
But Landry Fields is one of the youngest general managers in the NBA. Mm. And I don't know, Mike, if you, you know, if, if you're saying Kyle Korver has no say, if you're telling me Tony Ressler is not going to sign off on any of this. Mm. For example, I just don't think he woke up the other day and said, we're firing Nate. There are other people involved in those conversations in the front office. Right. Who those people are, I, I'm not sure. But I don't believe that you just say, hey, this is your ship and you run it simply because, again, this is first go around. Mm. This is not as if Landry Fields has had four or five of these jobs and you go, hey, he's an established general manager in the NBA and we undoubtedly trust everything that he's going to do. I don't feel that way. So I hear him saying it's my decision, but I also think he's getting recommendations on those decisions, and they're not final until they go through other folks. Yeah. I mean, look, the uh, the athletic article, a lot of folks around the league apparently are aware of the situation where Tony Ressler's son, Nick, is a guy who's got a big voice in some of this, but uh, he says all the final decisions are, in fact, his. All right, more on this coming up, guys. Uh, and by the way, I'm frustrated today because I did want to hear from Tony Ressler. I would have loved for him to set the record straight for Hawks fans and say, hey, here's what's going on, and then hand it over to Landry Fields. But that didn't happen. All right, coming up, Yeah Man, No Man's on the way. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell. Uh, more with Landry Fields and our reaction to what he had to say today as he spoke to the media. Came on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Also, uh, in 20 minutes, we're going to talk to Connor Riley. A bunch of dogs. As a matter of fact, 12 mm. are going to the combine. The only other school that's sending more? Alabama. They're sending 13. Dogs are sending 12. But at the end of the day, Mike, we know the last few years these drafts have been dominated by Alabama and Georgia players, and uh, I don't think it's going to be any different this year, but we'll talk to Connor about that. And some of the prospects, guys, uh, are going to maybe move their way up the draft board potentially uh, by the end of this month when this thing is over. Uh, Combine starts around the 25th and right. then runs all the way through the end of that week. And it's always interesting to hear what comes out of the Combine. And I still think right now, if you ask me, Jalen Carter, first overall pick to the Bears, unless they trade that pick. That's what I think right now. Right. You and I were just joking around about it. It's just, and we'll talk more about it. But the, the, the stuff that uh, the former Tech quarterback had to say about uh, his encounters with those guys was pretty gar- gosh darn funny. Jordan Yates, we'll talk about it coming up. All right. Let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like they should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida. Kennesaw State. And gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> 
it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, Bigger, Better, Boulder. All right, Bo Morgan, you finally got what you wanted. It's a beautiful day outside. It is, yeah. Now the now the allergies are going crazy. Mm. This uh, I think it's the ragweed or something. That's what gets to me. Ragweed and like the the mold or the dead you know the dead grass and stuff. So, thank you. Do you know you know all of these these different uh, things that set your set your body off that set your senses off? Yeah, I mean it's not hard to learn. You just look at. I mean I'm not trying. I'm not being a smart aleck right. uh, when I say this, but you just. If your allergies start bothering you, go look at the pollen count and see what pollen is high that day, and you can kind of, you know, go to figure it out. I also know I did landscaping for years, and I know that um, the time I, I don't I don't know why that was a, a bell ring, but you're dropping your pollen bona fides on us. Bro. Yeah, you're giving us your pollen credit. Well, Carl asked. I, I just didn't volunteer it, uh, but you know, I would know what bothered me during certain parts of the year yeah. and this is the time of the year that when things start getting ramped up and you're scalping the grass and everything you know with bermuda and, and such you that's when i would it would go crazy for me so right. yeah a few years back uh my wife was having issues with allergies she had never been checked and so they put her through all these tests i don't know if any of you have had to do this where mm-hmm. they, they take you through yeah. all these and they're trying to figure out like what, what, what gets you yeah what the, the deal thing. is yep, yep. and like they went through all these tests and then literally i'm like what is it they don't know they couldn't figure it out. So they were like, obviously, she's not allergic to any of this stuff, and it's not that. It was something else. But those allergy tests, man, it's, they're pretty detailed. So I don't know if you've been through that. No, I've never done one of those like that. So I think they're expensive, too. Well, so I don't, you know. I, you know, I you got to figure it out, Bo. Yeah, I have to okay, figure it out. Me- I'm all. Opt for the best medical coverage when you uh, do your uh, elections. Anyway, uh, <laughs> well, if I could afford it, I would. And, uh, yeah, man, no man. <laughs> yeah, I have, to, I have to go with the eye deductible because, you know, I'm just on the low man pool. Uh, um, all right. I have been at times, critical of Dominique Wilkins. You? Yeah. Who? Oh, the human highlight reel? Why? You mean the guy with the statue in front of the, 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 right. the, 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 uh, the arena down there? Yeah, the, yeah, the statue yeah, yeah. for never what making it. What is your beef anywhere. with me? I don't have a beef. Well, I, I mean, look. I, 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 just, I just think you need to win a, a title or at least have an MVP or maybe go to a championship game to get a a statue. So you feel oh. that Evander Holyfield, obviously three-time world heavyweight champion, three-time. Oh, uh, that one is bona fide, but Nick not having a title should not have a statue. Is that yeah. what I'm reading? Evander beat a guy to a to a point that the that that the only way he could escape the situation was bite his ear off. Yes, and of course Nick should have won the slam dunk competition at United Center. Bob, you're right about that. He was Rob, but they don't give out statues for us. Anyways, you're getting off topic here. <laughs> I want to. Bury the hatchet. Oh. Because Dominique did something that I am just so proud of. And he put Mike's favorite NBA analyst, J.J. Redick, Mm. in his place. J.J. Redick went on uh, Mike's favorite TV show, First Take, with uh, Stephen A. and Mad Dog. Meaning I don't watch any of it. And he said that um, Larry Bird should not be considered one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. He's nowhere near Steph Curry. And to take it a step further, he said because Larry Bird never faced the physicality oh. that Steph Curry faces oh. night in and night out in the NBA when he's getting grabbed and Terrible held. Comment. Terrible. Dominique was on with uh, our, uh, our friend here at 929, Sam Mitchell, and uh, some other guy on Sirius XM NBA Radio. And 
Dominique. Damn it, he made me proud. Chris? Say something. Yeah. First of all, Reddick don't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm going to say it. Right? I agree. He don't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm like, what basketball was you watching? <laughs> to say something as idiotic as that is ridiculous. The physicality that was a part of the league. Hey, look, when you can put your hand on a guy's hip and make him go a certain way, if you can put that elbow in his chest to slow him up, which we call slowing a guy up when you're coming down the lane, so how many guys can deal with that type of pressure? And for J.J. Reddick, who played this game, I'm very disappointed that he said something so stupid. This yeah. is the thing I'm having a problem with. Bird, who's a big guy, who got bumped all the time, you know, yeah. played around the basket more than guards played around the basket. So I don't understand the logic for him saying that. When clearly those big guys, even to the big guys today, they get touched a little bit more than little guys because they're around the basket. So it just don't make sense when – this is the thing I hate the most. We had our time. It was a great time. It's their time now. Yes. But don't crap on us to prove your point. Mm, right on. Mm. And it just was more physical, as I said. I mean, you go back and how many players could have handled the stuff that the Pistons did to Michael Jordan because you always have that team in front of you with Carl and he had the Celtics and he had the Pistons. And then the Pistons, of course, were such fake tough guys they wouldn't even shake their hands when they uh, finally did knock them out. But you're going back to a league that is completely different. And it was. And it's not like it's impossible, guys. This stuff doesn't exist in a vacuum. You can go online and type up any 1980s game and watch this, watch the style of play. That Nick's talking about. Yeah, listen, I, I, I'm biased. I love Steph, but I've also had these conversations with great NBA players like Dominique, like Clyde Drexler, guys that guarded this dude, and they all say the same thing. You couldn't stop him. Bird would tell you what he was going to do, and then he'd do it in your face. And the thing is, you know, the, the undertones of this, let's be real. Bird was a white dude who was showing up a lot of brothers in the league, and a lot of guys took it personal, and then they earned his respect because he was such a good damn player, and now you hear guys talk about him. It's legendary. I don't know what the hell he's talking. I agree with Nick. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. The physicality? Dude, half these guys wouldn't last. No. The only reason we believe LeBron would last it's his is size. because of his body. Right. All these other stars. Steph Curry would be getting pushed around. He would have been in tons of fights already because of the way that these guys played. And, and I'll say this. There's a story out there, and I suggest you guys go, go check it out. Jamal Mashburn tells a story. About Rodney Rogers talking mess to Larry Bird. This was during the Dream Team where they were practicing against the best college players. And he said this was one day, and they leave the gym, and they come back the next day, and he said Magic fed Bird eight straight times, and he killed Rodney Rogers. And he's, every time he shot the ball, he said, three. I'm going to spin, back up, shoot another three. Three. He was killing him. So I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Like, Larry Bird is one of the all-time best shooters. I totally agree with Dominique on everything he said. Well, and I think it's fair to point out, you remember, you know, like some of us, we have rivals on the, you know, in what we do, and you you grow to respect. When it's a true rivalry and there is, you know, you're going back and forth, there's respect. And we forget, probably, you know, not you guys, but I think we as a whole, especially as a younger, uh, you know, fan of the league, that – Dominique and Bird went toe-to-toe for years. Yes. And Larry Bird, Dominique has talked about this before, that Larry would, a lot like your story you just told, Carl, where Larry would be like, watch this, you know, when he was like, watch this, Rook, watch this. And he would just dominate. And, and, and Dominique has, has said, look, 
I would trash talk him back. Didn't work out well for me. And it's great. Right, and yeah. that's respect. He just he basically just told JJ Reddick, first off, shut your mouth and know your role. And second, <laughs> put some respect on these guys' names because you don't know what it was like. And by the way, uh, it's it's interesting that one of the great games between Bird and Neek was actually staged in New Orleans, Carl, when the Jazz had moved to Utah. Mm. And you can go back and watch that on videotape because it's like, you, I'm, the first time I saw it, I'm like, where's that game being played? But yeah, unbelievable battles between those two. And so, yeah, with all due respect, J.J. Reddick, pound sand. Nobody likes you. Yeah, so shout out to, to Neek because, again, I've... Are you taking everything back now you've ever said about Dominique? No. <laughs> I, I, let me tell you something. So you don't think Neek deserves a statue because he never won a championship? Come on. So we just so. Hold so like, on. Let me ask you a question. Is there an Iceman Gervin statue outside of the uh, arena yeah. in San Antonio? All right, should, all right Mike. I'll ask you this straight up. I want an honest answer. Don't think about it. Just give me the first. You giving Matt Ryan a statue outside of the the bins? I think some people will want one. No, no. I'm asking you. you. It's not no. about some people. No. I'm asking you. Okay, then how can Dominique get one and Matt Ryan can't? Well, once he gets to the Hall of Fame, maybe get him one. Danny Boy's got one. Dan Marino doesn't have yeah. a Super Bowl ring. He's got a giant yeah. statue of him outside of the Hard Rock. I, so I, are you saying that Matt Ryan should not have a statue? You get statues for doing one or two things, being dead or winning a title. <laughs> and by that, I'll, I'll, talk, yeah. I'll talk about he's true. the he's fire not, shower. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. From the W sauce. Tomorrow he's going to take down Hank Aaron. Don't miss oh, him. Oh, yeah, wow. exactly. Uh, no, Hank Aaron is the one and true only home run king turtle, so watch your mouth and know your role. And I'll tell you what. The fire shot from W Sauce is bigger, better, bolder, and it's spicier. So get over to WSauce.com, find a retailer near you, or also hit up my friends at the Georgia Hemp Company and the GeorgiaHempCompany.com. Use the code SquidBilly10, not you, Turtle, and you'll get 10% off your CBD needs. Now, Turtle, know your role and hit my music. You know, while we're talking about statues and honors and stuff, I was talking about this the other day when I was out in, uh, in Vegas. I ran into a Georgia fan. We were talking about he loved us talking to Coach Dooley. Over the years, really enjoyed Barbara when she was sure, on, and sure. he was going. You know, I know it's, it's Vince Dooley Field, and anyway, I want to give a shout out to Jack. He lives up in Alpharetta, but I was like, I was thought Sanford Dooley had a nice ring to it, like Bryant Denny, yeah. Sanford Dooley. You know, there's a lot of teams that are a lot of stadiums have hyphenated stadium names. Anyway, just my two cents. No, right? uh, listen, I, I think the whole statue thing is an interesting conversation. Huh? What do you have to do to deserve one? Listen, the Jordan statue at the United Center went up while he was playing. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I. That's a. It's a. But Squid, we'll talk more about this later in the week. Does Matt Ryan deserve a statue? Because if you, what Squid's saying about Neek, it's kind of similar but different. All right, coming up, we're going to talk to Connor Riley. We're going to find out all things about the guys headed to the combine, the latest on Georgia, and more. Coming up next. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or. I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.